welcome, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Dance of the Librarian Mom Life. I'm your host, Caroline Williams, and um, apologies for um, uh, not having an episode published last week. I was on vacation, but I am back. I was going to do it on vacation, but what's the point of going on vacation if you don't vacation, right? Correct. So this week I'm coming to you. I kept going back and forth with what topic to kind of shoot for today. But I have to admit, I don't know if anyone has watched the show, The Fosters. It is an old show because it's no longer on. It's had five seasons or four, five seasons. Now I can't remember. I think it was five. And um, it started back, I believe, in like 2014 or 15. But it was aired on Freeform. I think it was also on ABC back in the day, but then it went to Freeform. I watched it on Hulu. And the way I came around watching it was because I was watching a show called um, Good Trouble, which is the spinoff show for The Fosters. My friends were laughing at me because when I tell you I was vested, I was totally in the mix. I felt like I was a character on the show. I was I was angry, I was sad, I was happy, I was mad, I was crying, I was, listen, it was bad. Uh, I was downloading episodes on my phone so I could watch it when I was on the plane. It was bad. I was into this show because I felt like it was almost one of those shows that could help you as a parent cope and deal with your kids, be it adolescent age or teenagers, or young adults, or whatever you want to call it, they really had some issues that they were dealing with, and some of the some of the 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 way they would approach an issue. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I would have said that, but you know, after kind of. Sitting back thinking and thinking about my own teenage sons and and how they operate. And then just thinking about teenagers of this time, of this era. They are different. They are not like, you know, I was growing up or anybody else. This is a different era and generation of kids. And we have to approach them differently. And I feel that's with any generation. Everybody is comes up in a different way. And these these teenagers that we are dealing with right now are the social media generation. They have access to all things grown. All things. I mean, they will they probably know more than you do. They probably know about those topics that you wanted to discuss with them. They probably know all the details more than you even would know because they have ready access to them. Um, I know as parents, we try to like shelter them as long as we can, but that could be good and that could be bad. I've seen um, people who have been sheltered for, you know, they were sheltered at least, you know, the majority of their lives until they hit college or adulthood. And when they saw reality, or they saw the world as it was, it was it was a, a, a shell shock. It was kind of an eye-opener. Whoa, 
this is the way things are. This is what has been going on. This is how I can, or this is, it, it's one of those things where you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. And what is the best decision? You know, no judgment here. You do what you feel is right for you and your family. All families um, have morals and values that they want to stick to, and that is completely fine. But for those who may be like wavering on what do I need, what do I do next, or what sh- should I think about if this particular topic is brought up? And on the show, um, there were a lot of uh, teenagers because of the, um, there are one, all the kids except for one was a foster kid. And they all range from the age of 14 to 18. And as they were getting older, the moms, because uh, it, was, it was a lesbian couple who were their, you know, foster parents and became their adoptive parents, they, they, they kind of like battled on what to let slide and what to not let slide. So uh, when the kids started becoming interesting, you know, boys and girls like you know which then leads to you know when puberty happens basically now I like this boy oh he wants to have sex he wants to do this as a parent what are you going to allow your child to do and for them they were like we're not promoting you having any type of sex we don't think you should have it at all but they were like if it comes across your mind these are the things you need to make sure you are doing to make sure you are protected. Like they put condoms in their bathroom because they were like, we t- we can tell you no, but you don't go do what you want to do. And you know what? That is facts. I don't care what nobody say. That is facts. When you can tell someone to stop, no, stop, no. Think about that toddler who you say, put it down, put it down. No, 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 don't do that. And they are steadily going towards what you're telling them not to do. It's just human nature for us to just rebel and go against the grain. And so they basically told the kids, hey, um, (laughs) no closed doors. If you're going to have your boyfriend or girlfriend, no closed doors. Doors are open, you know, and they're not going to be here. We're not here. But then it came to a point where one of the sons became, uh, he was injured and they found out that the girlfriend had been pregnant and had had an abortion. And so in their minds, they're like, we've been telling these kids to, you know, practice safe sex and do this. And it still didn't matter. They still, you know, ended up getting someone pregnant or, you know, having sex unprotected. So then the next rule that they had was, okay, listen, because the boy could not go to school. He was bedridden. So the girlfriend just kept coming over. over. And so they were like, listen, okay, if you're going to be here, just have it in the, you can do it in your room. That's fine. Y'all can have sex in the room, but make sure you're protected. That's, we just ask that you please protect yourselves. And they were like, for real? Really? They're like, I would rather you do it here in somewhere safe than somewhere on the, than in a motel or on the street or in the car and you get into more trouble. And so that leads me to my my conversation. Um, Well, (laughs) I'm way past the topic. So basically my topic is basically like, you know, how do do you think you can 
parents are, are, are go forward with parenting teenagers. My own two, they don't live with us, you know, um, consistently or every day, but I do send them text messages. I do check in on them. They do come over, you know, every other week or every other three weeks. It all depends on the schedule and their wants. We've, as they've gotten older, um, we've stopped pressuring them to come on that on the schedule that was set, you know, by the courts because there's they're teenagers. And I was reading this article where basically where it's like three tips and ways in in parenting your teenager and some things that you know parents should kind of think about when they're doing. And one thing was to step down as the primary decision maker and and step up your coaching. So stop trying to make the decisions, all the decisions for your teenager and kind of make them make their own decisions. Because you know why? That helps them to be a little bit more independent as well. I got this actually from, um, it's an article called um, Three Ways to Change Your Parenting in the Teenage Years. And it's written by Christine Carter from the Greater Good Magazine. Um, uh, it's through berkeley.edu. Um, but but that makes sense. Like, let them make the decision. That's kind of what we start doing with our boys. Like, do y'all want to come over? Okay, we'll come get you. No, you don't want to come over? Okay, we're not going to pressure you. Because when you start pushing these teenagers to do things they don't want to do, they rebel more. And then you become frustrated as the parent. <laughs> now, I do tell mine, you know, because it was a point where they were like, content with not having to come over all the time because they felt like this house was, you know, wasn't the fun house. You know, our rules are a little bit more strict. You know, you, there's some chores involved. There's some, you know, a lot of different respect values and things. And they didn't really, you know, and all their friends were on the side of town where their mom lives, where they would stay. So they didn't really have their friends to kick it with them over here. But I told them, I said, you need to make sure you come to visit your brother and your sister. If you don't visit anybody else, you need to visit your little brother and your little sister because they do miss you and they are important, okay? But um, when we started doing that, it, it relieved the pressure, I feel, of trying to make sure that we were fo- we were following the court order rules and, and, and not having to, like, fight them every time. But... So that's that's something that you know we could as parents you could just try to let your kids make a decision that's safe and responsible. Yes, you are still there to their parent, you're still there guiding them, but coach them into making a right decision. Like and, and they may not even realize you're doing it. It could be something as simple as um hey me and your dad are going to visit your grandmother on Saturday. Um, you want to come with us Saturday or you want to go on your own on Friday? This is if your, your kid can drive themselves. You want to go Friday or you want to come with us on Saturday? You know, because they, they now feel like, oh, they're giving me an odd choice. Okay, cool. Oh, I'll go on my own. Or I'll go with you Saturday. Right, hey, I go on you Sunday, but you're giving them that option of choice. And I just threw the grandmother um, scenario out there. It could be anything. It'd be something as simple as, 
what we're going to eat tonight, <laughs> you know, but give the, giving them more responsibilities to make different choices um, about, about their lives. And it could be something as, as uncomfortable as when and where they're going to do adult activities like sex, you know? Uh, no, I'm not encouraging you to do it, but I know you know about it. I know you've heard about it, and I know you're going to want to explore it. So, you know, let's just set some boundaries there. Um, another thing that the article talked about was influence them differently. You know, as as little kids, we tell them, hey, you know, um, when you lose a tooth, the tooth fairy comes or Santa Claus brings you all the gifts, you know. But as as, ki- as uh, kids get older, they don't want to feel like you're still treating them like a little kid. They they want you to they want to feel like, you know, a teenager or a young adult. So they, it, the article kind of speaks about treating them as if you are talking to someone who you think very highly of. So if you're having a conversation to your kid about maybe college, you don't want to talk to them like, you're going to go to this college, you need to do this, you need to do that. but it should be more like, hey, so what colleges are you interested in going? What are some things you think you may want to experience at the college, on college uh, campuses? And then they also say do it in small doses, which I can completely agree with. Um, in the on the show, the Fosters, uh, the oldest two, they were battling with figuring out what they wanted to do for their senior project, and the mom kept saying, "Y'all need to get it done." That's all she would say. You need to make sure you get your project done, you know, and left it to them. And she would check in there, Alvin. You got your project? Is your you working on your project? You know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, okay, just make sure you're doing it, and then leave it alone. Versus kind of like nagging about it. I think as parents, we, we want our kids to be so successful. And so we end up becoming little naggers. Like we're just always on them. Do this, do this, do it. Granted, I, now I'm going to put this disclaimer right there. There are some individuals who have to be nagged. Otherwise, they won't do anything. And I feel when it comes to that level, then this whole conversation is irrelevant. You have to go a whole different route with that child. You know, you have to bring in reinforcement because there are some kids who get no motivation. And it may be something you just have to kind of bring in an outside source to figure out what is what will make this child go or do better or do more. Um, it's, it's, it's Parenting is rough, guys. It's just hard. <laughs> it is. And the last thing on this article talks about having like hard conversations and that those hard conversations are just hard to do. Um, I remember when my oldest son, when I saw one of his text messages, he had, um, if no one knows about the eggplant emoji, go look it up, go Google. But he had an eggplant emoji in one of his text messages and, um, and it was still girl. And I was like, whoa. I knew about it because as an educator, one of my PDs talked about the different uh, emojis and things and text messaging that these kids are doing these days and what it means. So I kind of was up one. I was like, oh no. So I told my husband, like, you need to talk to your son about sex. 
I said, why? I said, because. And mind you, my son was only like 12 years old at the time, 12 or 13. And so he said, why? I said, because he's texting little girls. Some things are not very appropriate. And I just don't want him to get himself into any type of trouble. So he's like, Ugh. Now, y'all, I don't know if my husband ever had that conversation with with my oldest uh, stepson. But I made sure I tried to, like, tell my oldest stepson in so many words. Just make sure you are careful out there. In these streets, you do not send messages that are inappropriate to everybody and get yourself in any type of trouble. Make sure you are always respectful, okay? Always respectful to any little girl or whatever, because you don't want it to come back that you are harassing them or doing things that are inappropriate. And you're like, huh? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> and I've also told him, you know how your little sister gets on your nerves? Yeah. Imagine that you can't get rid of her because it's your child. So make sure you wrap up. <laughs> and that's how I had to talk to him for him to understand. He laughs, but I know it sticks in his head. Because there are times when his little sister gets on his nerve. I said, so, you see how she getting on your nerves? Just make sure you think about that when you want to lay down with some little girl. <laughs> okay. But um, saying all of this to say, uh, teenagers are probably the time of, of parenting where you question, why did you become a parent? And, and oh, Am I going to make it through this? And I can say you will. Um, I recommend everybody going to watch the Fosters because they had a lot of different issues to work with. And at one point, the one mom just told the girl, I need you to just stop doing what you're doing. Can you please give us a break? We need a break. Just, just let us handle some of this stuff. I know you want to do it, but let us do some of it because you, you really... You, you making us tired. You're, they were tiring them out. She was tiring them out. She was tiring me out as I was watching it because the girl was, she just kept getting into all kinds of mess. It was crazy. But at the end of the day, I think the, the kids learned from their mistakes. They understood what the parents were trying to tell them the whole time. And I feel the same way with my oldest too. I mean, they're still in teenager years and attitudes and all. And we're still trying to get them to understand that what, the things we tell them to do and whatnot is for their own good. But uh, just keep going. Don't stop <laughs> doing what you're doing. Take a break from it. Call in reinforcement. Outside sources. Um, school counselors are there for you to help. They're not there just to do your kid's schedule. They will talk to your kids as well. This is maybe good for your kids to probably talk to a different person um, to kind of get it off their chest or any problem that they're having, but mainly involve your child in decisions. Um, talk to your child as if they are an adult per se, but still let them know respect has to be there and um, to be respectful to others as well. So hopefully this show helps someone today. And I appreciate you all for listening. Tune in again next week for another topic and another episode of the Dancing Librarian, my live show.